welcome to the Chin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss current events in the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan With Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We can't discuss all of the headlines, so stay with us until the end for excess baggage. We are in the week before Christmas, and... Mm -hmm. I know I was telling you about this before. I feel like I'm going to be congested until I take my long winter's nap in the week mm-hmm. between Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. I will be settled just, down for a nap. <laughs> I was just debating whether to put an out of office up. I feel like I'm just going to be pretty slow anyway, so I'll just do the bare minimum. But I really look forward to just some downtime. I say that, but I will totally fill it with other projects for Travel Biz Boss or website or what have you, but I'm going to try to keep it to a dull roar. Yeah. I just want to sit by myself in peace and quiet and punch out my passion projects. If I feel like it, I need to clean my desk area. I've been saying that for the past six months and I want to really use that time (laughs) (laughs) to not just push things around, but to actually like figure out what needs to stay and what needs to go. So I feel like this is the time of year where I typically do that. And, um, also just telling people our calendars are closed for the rest of the year as next year is not that far away. So you can let's wait. circle back. Let's circle yeah. back in 2024. That's what time of year it is. Yeah. You got any issues? Don't tell me. Don't tell me until January 2, 2024. Yeah. Do not bring it up to me. I don't want to know. Make a list <laughs> in your notes app and then email it to me. Don't call me. Email it to me on January 2. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> Well, this episode is brought to you by Toby AI and Voyager websites. Visit voyagersocial.ai to take Toby for a walk. Our first article is from Travel Market Report on why travel advisors shouldn't let clients DIY in destination tours and activities. So this article starts with saying, there's a truism in travel that not all people understand. Planning Planning ahead gets you what you want. Waiting gets you what's left over. Boom. That's why travel advisors are always advocating booking early, whether a cruise, a resort stay, or a customized FIT vacation. But sometimes even travel advisors leave out an important piece of the travel puzzle. In destination tours and activities, it's an oversight that hurts clients and travel advisors. Yeah. It, I mean, I think the major important parts of our job are probably matching the client to the right cruise line, cruise ship, accommodation, what have you, That's and getting them to where they need to be. So transportation and accommodation are like the huge parts. But you want to be helpful in the area of the actual experiences they're going to have, because that is what they're really going to remember and why they're going to want to come back to you. Yeah, the way I present it to my clients is that if there is anything that they have their heart set on, that if they don't get to do it in the destination, they're going to be so sad when they get yep. home. Those are things we absolutely need to book in advance. And I tell them too, I don't want to overload their itinerary because I know I'm personally guilty of this. When I'm planning a trip, I get so excited. I want to fill every single hour of every single day. Once I get to the destination, though, I become so exhausted because I'll do these <laughs> activities and I'm like, oh my God, I wish I wish that we had the next morning 
off so that I could sleep in. So I leave time for relaxation and things that are more independent. But I absolutely do have them pre-book must-see and must-do activities to them. So this way, I know I've got my bases covered and they won't be disappointed. I handle it the exact same way. It's like, if you have your heart set, first of all, in my qualifying process, it's, is there anything you must do or see? And then throughout the process, it is, if you have your heart set on anything, we need to get it booked. And even in the case of where I'm booking a cruise and they're going to book their own shore excursions through the portal, I just keep reminding them, like, you want to get these booked. If this is something you really want to do, don't wait. So, you know, it can be as much as me offering actual activities for them or as little as me just reminding them, you need to look at these options and choose the things that are important to you. Otherwise, you're going to be out of luck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this article says that it also provides a better client experience because they have less things to worry about and less things to stress about if they do have those must-see and must-do things already in their itinerary. Yeah, they can just follow the process, which is the most relaxing way to do it. Like it's all done. All we have to do is go follow the itinerary and we know everything we want is included. They also say that it provides a greater advisor value. So Karen Sheldon, an independent contractor with Four Points Travel, joked that advisors want to be involved in every aspect of their clients' travel plans because we're sort of control freaks. And all joking aside, the more full-service advisors can be to their clients, the more valuable their service becomes. So just like we both just mentioned, making sure you know what the must-haves and the must-sees and the must-dos are right from the beginning is what's going to help you, you know, either really hands-on or just with reminders, just make sure they get those experiences that they that are important to them. And it also allows us to showcase to our clients that we are really listening to them and what they need. Yep. And that we're the experts. Exactly. Because if they mention that their interests are X, Y, and Z, and you're like, oh my God, you're going to absolutely love these activities that I have put into the itinerary for you. And then when you're presenting it to them, you're like, I remember you said that you loved um, wildlife and nature. Well, this particular activity will take you into the national parks and you'll get to do these items here. And I know you're going to have an amazing time. And that's one of my favorite things to do when I present things to clients is to show them that I've listened to them. And one of the most recent uh, pieces of feedback that I've received is it's clear from the itinerary that you really listened to what we wanted to see and do. And I love that. I love that. Well, and honestly, thanks to you, I have a pretty good example. So uh, when I was in Amsterdam, Teresa was like, you have to go get a piece of apple pie at this Winkle 43. And I got that from Nikita from Travel Agent Collective. She's the one who sent it to me. So I'm like, well, it lives on (laughs) because now every time I have someone, if I do like a pre-Amsterdam, because I mostly just do cruises. So if I do pre-post and it's in Amsterdam, I'll be like, okay, if Anne Frank is, because it's kind of near the Anne Frank house. After this, go have a piece of apple pie that'll blow your mind at Winkle. And it just like people just think that I know everything just because I can say, (laughs) okay, after you do this terribly sad thing, go console yourself with this piece of apple pie at this place that's around the corner. And like it just makes such a difference in the way they Mm -hmm. view me as the advisor. Absolutely. 
And also, if you are incorporating pre-booked activities and tours, you're not leaving money on the table. Yeah. And I know this is, in terms of overall experience, if it's like a small half-day kind of tour, oftentimes the commission percentage is baby. not that high. <laughs> right. Um, and here's where things like affiliate links come in really handy. And I know mm-hmm. in one of your templates, you do include the affiliate links. I know Viator has an affiliate link. Um, Project Expedition has one. And I'm not sure if Tours by Locals has one, but I they do. I feel like they do. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And so if I'm booking a destination like Hawaii, for example, I'll include, you know, the package with the flights and the hotels. And then I'll have my assistant fill in the days with recommended tours that they can do. And so they can just click on those links and book it on their own. They have all the information and it comes back to us for us to service if needed and for us to get the commission from the sale. I do the same thing in my, when I do an all-inclusive package, a lot of times people want to focus on the big stuff first and they aren't ready to talk about tours So I include my project expedition link to that, specifically to that destination in the proposal. So here, have a look, see what you like, so we can start talking about what you want to do in the destination. Because if nothing else, it'll at least give them ideas, but a lot of times Mm -hmm. they just book stuff. Another good one, so I'm just getting in deep with Venture Ashore. And Mm -hmm. I am currently working on creating cruise port guides for our clients and incorporating the Venture Ashore links. And I have actually not used them yet, but I did a quite a bit of market research and they're really well respected. And I sat down at TPI Rocks with the rep and talked quite a bit about this stuff. So I'm excited because booking shore excursions through Project Expedition and Viator can be a little trickier. So I like having an option for cruise clients that these are back to ship guarantee and no port, no, you know, if you don't show up to port, you get a refund and like a lot more cruise friendly policies. Mm -hmm. So that is another good affiliate link you could take advantage of. Oh yeah. And then it says, what about clients who want to wait, (laughs) which is, I think a lot of the time, what happens with just a cruiser and all-inclusive versus an FIT? FIT, you're almost always talking about those activities right up front. It says, not all clients initially want to pre-book their in-destination tours and activities. Some simply haven't thought that far ahead. Others want to take their time and make their own decisions. Sometimes pointing out the benefits of pre-planning is all it takes to get them to act. In other cases, letting clients know the tours you recommend are vetted by a company you trust or you've had other clients do these tours can prompt them to book for sure. FOMO. I've had many clients do this trip. The feedback is always amazing. And what it said that, that quote in the beginning, I think I'm going to incorporate that into an email template. Planning ahead gets you what you want. Waiting gets you what's left over. That's mm-hmm. yeah. Top notch. Well, they also mentioned it here, what we've already talked about affiliate links. You can just give them the affiliate link and they can choose on their own at their leisure. So I know that um, this is one time where the budget and the time frame was just not high enough for me to do a full FIT service. So what I did was I just charged them for the itinerary design. Mm-hmm. And I said, 
I will provide you with the day-to-day itinerary. You will decide which components you would like to book. And I gave them some suggestions for hotels and things like that, but they just did not have the high enough budget for me to manage it for them. And they were leaving within two weeks. So I'm like, it's just not something that I can assist with, but she really wanted my help with the design. So I gave them a full itinerary and I included affiliate links for the activities. And I'm like, you know, these are some that our clients have really loved. You don't have to book these. However, I just wanted to provide you some suggestions. And I did. So she booked through those links. And so it was was just an easy way to just incorporate, you know, just a couple hundred dollars more of commission that you really don't have to do any additional work on. A little extra gravy. Yes. So I created pre-post destination guides for people who want to DIY it because I charge a fee for it. So it's like, if you don't want to pay a fee for a custom pre-post, then here is a guide. So Amsterdam, Athens, Rome, and it has like day by day, three days. They're all three days in Amsterdam, three days in Rome, whatever. Same thing. I just incorporated a few affiliate links so that maybe if they do take any of my advice that I'll at least get, you know, my $12. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so the article also lists out different choices for advisors when it comes to planning and booking in destination tours and activities and if you're in the industry you already kind of know who they are tour companies consolidators and dmcs and you can really look to them for suggestions and depending on their booking portal some, some of them are available on platforms like Project Expedition and Viator, or you can reach out to them directly. For boutique high-end clients, um, one of the advisors they uh, quote here, she says she's more likely to set up a private tour with a company like Tours by Locals or a DMC, just to ensure there's no mistakes in the translation. I will say I do love Tours by Locals, and I have booked them for clients, and I've booked them for myself as well. I have never been disappointed by the guides and my clients have always returned with rave reviews on their tours by local guides. And I know they are very strict with the, with what they require to be listed on tours by locals. So I will not hesitate to book someone on a tours by locals, locals uh, activity. Yeah, that's a really great one. And also another one that I thought about that has affiliate links that's going to be for your higher end clients is Context. Oh, yes. Those are Context. Yeah. And I also like Live Tours. I don't think they have an affiliate link, but Live Tours is another good one yeah, for they, your higher uh, end clients. I know a lot of DMCs, they have, they work with Live Tours. And I booked a very last minute one for a client with their Live Tours. So I didn't get a chance to really look at if they have any kind of advisor portal. Um, and one thing I do want to add, though, is sometimes it might just be a better move to reach out to the hotel concierge to set up tours and activities yes. and yep. transfers. You You're won't not, get your $12. Exactly. <laughs> You're not going to get your 8% or 10% commission off of that particular activity. However, being able to have that point of contact and have your clients be able to coordinate directly once they are on site is super helpful. So creates a more seamless experience. Exactly. So that's also something to keep in mind if you are not finding 
um, any of the other options to be something that you'd like to work with. Yeah. And it's important not to be transactional. Like maybe you don't get commission on a few tours, but you've impressed the client so much that they're just going to keep coming back and back and referring you. That's going to pay off a lot more than your commission is on a tour. And I also want to add to, they mention it here in the article. One of the fabulous things about tours by local is tours by locals. They're almost always private, right? So uh, you can customize it. So I use them a lot for clients who want a custom shore excursion so that they say what they want and you can coordinate with the tour and make sure it all gets covered. Mm -hmm. And of course, private, private is the most expensive, but it is also the most amazing. So that is a really nice feature of tours by local is that you can really tailor the actual tour. If I find a tour that's almost exactly what my clients want, but it isn't exactly, I'll just reach out to the guide because there's a way for you to message the guide and say, hey, yeah. you know, they love this, but they would like to incorporate changing of the guards in London. Um, can you add that in? And they want to be dropped off here right after. They'll create a brand new link for you with exactly what you are looking for. And you can pay directly through that Tours by Locals link. I love how customized it can be. We're not even sponsored by Tours by Local, but I think we should be. <laughs> I absolutely agree. We should be sponsored by Tours by Local. <laughs> All right. It has been a while since we did an Asta Cheerleader session, but today's the day. We have an article from Travel Age West called, Here's How Asta is Advocating for Advisors Right Now and What Agents Can Do to Help. The American Society of Travel Advisors has been championing advisors for decades, stalwart in its mission to impact the business of selling travel by representing members anywhere and everywhere that would be impactful. That often means that members of ASTA's advocacy team are talking to politicians in Washington and beyond, and that they're watching carefully to see what regulations and bills will affect the everyday work of advisors. I think sometimes there's a little confusion about what ASTA does. A lot of times people are like, oh, well, if I become a member, what do I get? And they're looking for like tangible products, which they do have. Mm-hmm. They have terms and conditions templates. They have all kinds of things in there that are tools for you. But most importantly, they are doing work that takes money, which is why they have to have a membership fee to work on our behalf to make sure we don't end up getting the wrong end of the stick. Right. And this article touches on that. Um, it, it's here in the article that says when people ask why travel advisors need ASTA, my common refrain is they don't have anybody else. So true. (laughs) We have no one else advocating for us in Congress guys. Like no one else is arguing on our behalf. Right. When you have a state that's trying to change the laws around independent contractors that would completely upend our entire industry, ASTA is the one that gets involved. Right. And um, the person they interview here, it's Jesse Clement, who's the VP of advocacy for ASTA. And so she says, if you're not active in ASTA, if you're not paying dues, if you're not going to the Hill for legislative day, you are in essence weakening the voice of advisors. We go to the Hill to advance policies that are going to affect you positively. We go to the Hill to stop bad policy ideas particularly on the state level when it comes to taxes that are going to negatively affect your business. ASTA is the only game in town that does that for travel advisors. 
I feel like maybe the tin lounge needs to go for legislative day sometime. Oh yeah. Ledge day. Oh my goodness. We will play our theme song, like walking in. <laughs> this is how to we our do rep's it. office. Bum, 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 <laughs> we're I'll here never to turn advocate. To trip to DC. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here to advocate for advisors. Um, and I remember, I will always be grateful to Asta because I remember during the pandemic how much they fought for the industry during that time. Yep. And a lot of us, we are, we were able to stay alive, like in terms of keeping our business open because Asta advocated for us. Right now, Asta is focusing on a few issues central to advisor work. And the first one is the FAA reauthorization, which is done by Congress every five years. It authorizes the FAA to do any number of things, the biggest of which is to collect taxes from airlines. So if the FAA is not authorized, the federal government can't collect taxes from airlines, which has a big impact on the government's budget. They go through this exercise every five years, and this is the one opportunity that we know to have to affect aviation policy. So they are working on that. Then another issue they took up is regarding overtime. So right now, any worker who makes under a certain threshold around 36,000 a year qualifies for overtime pay, but it doesn't fully account for commission. And we exist in a profession that is sometimes 24 seven. Our members do work outside nine to five, which would count as overtime because a client is overseas, et cetera. So our industry is built on flexible work hours that accommodate clients. So currently, if you have an employee who's making under $36,000 a year, they qualify for overtime pay. The proposed regulation wants to raise that to just over $55,000. So that's telling all these travel agencies that they need to pay workers who make less than $55,000 overtime pay when the nature of the business is not nine to five. From the agency standpoint, this could have a huge effect on their salary lines because either they're paying those people overtime or they're going to raise their salaries to avoid the new overtime threshold. And as all things are in the travel industry, grassroots is always a lot of relationship building. And Mm -hmm. according to this article, that's what Asta is doing. And their success comes when they actually do get that meeting with the congressperson that they're trying to reach out to. And we've seen the impacts of these meetings and the efforts. Over and over again. So buy yourself a little Christmas gift that keeps on giving for the entire industry. And if you're not already a member of ASTA, make sure you go to ASTA.org and join. And depending on your host agency, they might have some kind of discount code or if you're part of Signature or I don't know if Clea has one, but check around for, um, you know, it's not a huge discount, but it's something if if that is that's a concern for you. It's definitely worth it. Even if you're not seeing immediate results to you individually, it is positively impacting the entire industry. Agreed. Our last article is from Travel Age West. Um, I feel like Steve Harvey surveys us. Millennials <laughs> and Gen Z are turning to travel agents. <laughs> um, and this is, I think it's something that I don't think is shocking, but I think maybe to the world in general, they might see it as something that is not 
not the way things are. They'll think, you know, older folks don't know how to use the internet, so they're not going to call travel advisors. Gen Z and millennials, they can do everything on their own. But that is not what surveys are showing. So according to a recent survey commissioned by IBS Software, which provides SaaS, like SaaS, SaaS (laughs) solutions for the travel industry, Travel advisor use is on the rise. A record 47% of respondents say they are using in-person or online travel agents to book their holiday vacations with younger generations in particular leaning into conventional advisor services. So for those who are not familiar with online travel agents or OTAs or your Expedia's, um, is Orbitz one? Those those kinds is of that still exist? I, <laughs> travel booking.com oh, booking, or, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure, but those are OTAs. But it says younger generations are leaning into more conventional advisor services, which means advisors like you and I. Yeah. In fact, 38% of millennials and Gen Z are opting to use traditional travel agents as opposed to booking digitally. Surprisingly, this percentage is far greater than among their Gen X and baby boomer counterparts, only 12% and 2% of which respectively say they use the services of a traditional travel advisor with Gen X preferring to book through OTAs, 35%. When it comes to direct bookings, only 22% of respondents like to book hotel stays or airline tickets through vendor websites, most of which 63% are boomers. This is actually all starting to come together for me in my brain. So Gen X is the generation of latchkey kids, right? We, that's, I'm included in this generation, are extremely independent, self-sufficient. So we probably think that we're better off doing it ourselves. Just like with me, I hate calling in to a supplier because I want to see it with my eyeballs and I want to know that I'm getting what I, you know, I'm totally getting that. And when you think about younger generations, there's lots of funny TikToks and reels and stuff going on about how like, you know, a 35 year old person might want their mom to call the doctor and make an appointment. You know what I mean? They stay home a lot longer. They are used to like a more not latchkey experience, much more like helicopter parents, right? So not everyone, obviously, but like as a generation, definitely a lot more parental involvement. One of my friends is like the director of graduation at UCF, and she just cannot believe how many times she has a parent in her office and she has to explain that this is a grown adult, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) so it does not surprise me thinking about it through that lens that the younger generation, they want a human touch. They want someone who cares about them to be handling something that's really important to them. I just want to make it clear that I'm 35 and I don't need my mom to make a doctor's appointment for me, but I will not go to a doctor's office that does not have an online appointment schedule. (laughs) (laughs) I will not be calling in to make a doctor's appointment. Everything will be an (laughs) online form or through email. Yeah. I recently did that. I made an appointment for a doctor like through their online portal. And uh, I saw that they called my phone. I don't take unscheduled phone calls. And I'm like, oh, it's a doctor's office. They have my email address. They can email me. And what do you know? They emailed me. So HIPAA be damned. I don't care. (laughs) I'm not a phone person either. And also, I can't think of much that would intimidate you. So I don't count you. I'm not generalizing with you for sure. 
Um, but I just see, I just noticed, you know, with a lot of the, and I love it how, how much longer kids stay at home with their parents. They don't run out and get their driver's license so they can just be gone all the time. Like families seem to be a lot more close and involved than they were when I was a kid. Cause there are Ubers now, baby. Mm-hmm. We don't need to drive. Um, the article says the most surprising finding from our survey was the fact that younger travelers, millennials, and Gen Z prefer to book with traditional travel advisors at a higher rate than the older Gen X cohorts. We all think of younger travelers as digital natives wedded to their phones and social media, and yet counterintuitively, they're seeking more personal connection. There's an important lesson there for us to question these stereotypes. We plan to invest a great deal more in understanding the needs of this future generation of travelers. And I want to point out something that happened to me yesterday. Um, one of my past clients, they reached out, the husband did, and I had booked their honeymoon for them a few years ago. The husband reached out. He wanted to surprise his wife with a trip to Italy in June of next year. And he wanted to buy the flights and surprise her at Christmas and then work with us to book the rest of their trip. Mm -hmm. And so he sends me the flights that he's looking at and the pricing is about average for this time of, um, you know, where we are in the whole grand scheme of traveling. And I, you know, asked him a couple of questions as he just wanted to double check with me. And I, and I remember how they were in the planning process last time. And I said, just to give you an idea of the overall cost, the minimum that we're seeing is X amount of euros per night per couple. And he's like, oh my gosh, like I, everything I've been seeing in my research says this. And, you know, it's just really shocking. I don't go on vacations often and I just, I'm shocked by that. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty crazy pricing, especially if you want to go in June, which is peak travel season. He sends mm -hmm. me a TikTok of um, a TikTok that his wife had seen and I guess shared with him that she really loved the itinerary. And the TikTok said, here's a 10 day itinerary to visit Italy or something. And he's like, how much would a trip like this cost per night? And so in the TikTok, she only names one hotel out of the five different destinations. And this one hotel was in Lake Como and it's the Grand Hotel Tremezzo. Okay. And if you're listening and you know the Grand Hotel Tremezzo, <laughs> you know that it is, this man is going to get a wake up call. So How much money you got, sir? <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, uh, Zach, um, just to give you an idea, the one hotel that she lists, the Grand Hotel Tremezzo, for your dates, it's $2,200 a night for their entry level room. And his response back was, LOL, LOL, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> So I feel like even with all of these digital tools from social media to, you know, Google search engines and even chat GPT or other AI platforms, they are still finding that they can get better advice from actual experts in the industry. Because after I told him, I said, this is why I want to tell you what the overall per night cost would be for that time of year before you actually went and bought these tickets. Because yeah, imagine that he hostels. bought those. Yeah, imagine <laughs> that he bought those tickets and he realized like he cannot afford that level of trip for his wife at this time, or he didn't want to spend that money, or he wasn't prepared for that yeah. kind of investment. 
so at the end, he's like, I really appreciate you. I really do. And so I'm like, yeah, just to protect you from <laughs> committing he, to something. Did he move yeah. forward with it or did you look at something a little less? <laughs> well, I did ask him, I'm like, you know, what was, what's the overall price point that you're looking to spend? Because if you still want to surprise over the trip, maybe I can provide some other suggestions that kind of fit the things that you'd like to see and do. It's not going to be exactly this, but maybe this would be something down, later on down the line. So I think he's still thinking about it. Um, but that saved Whatever him it is, he's coming headache. to you, though. Yeah. 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 He better. <laughs> it says here that the survey also revealed some of the factors that most influence hotel booking decisions. 60% of boomers, for instance, prioritize the location of their hotels, as they should, Across U.S. travelers, reviews and recommendations from friends, 39%, and family, 35%, are deciding factors. Who doesn't love crowdsourcing? As well as brand loyalty, 35%. Hotels amenities are also an important consideration for 41% of respondents. Cleanliness, however, ranked as the most crucial factor for all age groups. Gosh, I don't understand when clients come to us. They're like, oh, for when we get to the accommodations question, they're like, oh, you know, we don't really care. We just want it to be clean. And I'm like, oh my God, thank God you told me that. I was going to give you like a roach motel. (laughs) Oh my God. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, that's such a common thing. We just need to be clean and safe. It's okay if we can stay further out of town. Oh, so that you can stay in a yucky place and spend all your money on transportation going back and forth. That yeah. sounds like a brilliant idea. Yeah. You're going to spend 30, 40 minutes in Rome traffic because you don't want to stay in the city center. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. All right. Are we ready for some excess baggage? Oh, yeah. It's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory. So you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Market Report, Riverside Luxury Cruises will launch its third all-suite river ship, Riverside Debussy, in March 2024. The ship will sail more than 40 departures in its inaugural season, starting with a six-day Brussels to Belgium sailing in the heart of tulip season. They also report that Avanti Destinations has opened a sales service center in the United Kingdom to connect with United States travel advisors on the East Coast at earlier times. An article from Travel Age West highlights a new partner, partnership between Classic Vacations and Lucia, a contractor marketplace for the hospitality industry. As part of this collaboration, Classic Vacations will provide its travel advisor network with exclusive access to discounted Lucia memberships. Travel Weekly says that Travel Tech went to Washington to talk about GDSs. The association launched a webpage explaining the GDS role within travel and held a legislative fly-in with representatives from Sabre, Amadeus, and Travelport in Washington, connecting executives with policymakers. GDS education is one piece in Travel Tech's larger goal of attaining public policy that supports the travel industry, said Travel Tech CEO Laura Chadwick. Another one from them says that Florida Rail Brightline is doubling the commission rate to 20% on bookings made through February 29th for travel through June 30th, 2024. Travel reports, excuse me, Travel Pulse reports that the U.S. Department of State announced that processing times for passports have returned to the standard set before the pandemic. They also report that kids, tweens, and teens will have lots of ways to stay busy when they sail aboard Carvinal. Carnival Jubilee, the cruise line's newest ship. Carnival is rolling out an array of new family 
I'm just on a downhill spiral. Family-friendly activities aboard the ship, which will set sail on its inaugural voyage from Galveston next week. The new programming ranges from virtual space exploration to Dr. Seuss story time. According to Travel Agent Central, a new autograph collection hotel will open in Rome. Cardo Roma Autograph Collection is set to open in early 2024. It is the first property from Cardo Hotels, a new lifestyle brand that merges business with pleasure. And our high note today is also from Travel Agent Central. 55% of agencies report increased sales in 2023. And that's it for Excess Baggage. Just a reminder that all the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. On behalf of Corrine and I, we hope you have the most wonderful holiday season, and we will be returning with our annual year and wrap up with the one and only Jen Lee next week. So you definitely don't want to miss that. And I know for myself, I'm super grateful for another year of the Tin Lounge and another year of co-hosting with you, Kareen. I'm so happy to have done this for another year. (laughs) My brain just will not wrap itself around the fact that Christmas is next week. I just, I'm having, I mean, I have my decorations up and everything, but I just, I'm not, I'm not absorbing it. Well, I feel like I was kind of in that space for a little bit. And um, I was really late in putting up my tree this year because I just was not on schedule. I normally have it up in like October. Um, But this is the second year in a row where I am late to putting up the tree. And I thought to myself, mistakenly, oh my God, I need to do a tinsel tree. It'll be way less work than my usual ribbons. (laughs) It took me three days. Three days. But I am now obsessed with my tinsel tree. It's gorgeous. I saw it. It's staying up at least through quarter one of next year. I'm not taking it down. (laughs) Gonna get your money's worth. Yes, exactly. (laughs) If you have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tinlounge.com. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.